Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! A man confesses a crime involving murder, even though he took no part in it. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. If you ask me, Jerry Browning, private detective, what is justice? All I can tell you is, I know it when I see it. Crimes of violence run in bunches. A couple of hoodlums will get together and spread terror in a city or a district. Until you catch up with them. That's why Lieutenant Dawson and I were cruising in the patrol car. Cars 4, 16, 23, go to 18th and Westwood, signal 6. Signal 6 was armed robbery. We were less than half a mile from the address given. Dawson shouted, Jerry, watch out for suspicious-looking characters. We may catch up with these babies. I see somebody right now. Stop! The man I saw was hurrying along across the street and keeping to the shadows. I dashed after him. Halter, I'll shoot! He had no chance to escape. I frisked him swiftly, took his gun. What's your name? Where are you going? None of your business, copper. Dawson came up. Got one of them, eh? See, I know you. You're Frankie Cobbler. Hold out your wrist. We shoved the sullen hoodlum into the police car, went on another couple of blocks to the scene of the robbery, a small grocery store. There'd been two men involved in the robbery, we learned, and the store proprietor, an old man, was shot in the shoulder by one of the trigger-happy mugs. By the time we got there, the old man had already been taken to a hospital. Dawson turned to his prisoner. Who's on a job with you, cobbler? You'll never know, copper. Up to that point, it was strictly routine stuff. But two hours later, another prowl car surprised two men in the act of holding up a gas station. Under questioning, they admitted the grocery store holdup and insisted that they'd never heard of Frankie Cobbler. Along about then, we also got word that the wounded grocer had gone into shock and was dead. A tough young hoodlum didn't deny taking part in a holdup, even though two other men subsequently confessed the crime. At police headquarters, our first prisoner, Frankie Cobbler, was brought to Lieutenant Dawson's office. Cobbler, it's a murder rap. The grocer's dead. Cobbler gulped and looked sick. Then he shrugged. It's tough. A bum break. Dawson looked at me, spread his hands in a helpless gesture. I turned to Cobbler. Frankie, did you ever hear of Tom Stafford and Mike DeWinter? Cobbler shook his head. No. Who are they? A couple of guys who want to save your neck. Cobbler's eyes became alert again. You mean you got the guys who really stuck up the joint? Oh, that's for sure a break. Frankie, why did you say you were in on that job when you weren't? I never said I was. You did. I mean, when a cop wants to get you, if you deny it, he'll just beat it out of you. Dawson gave him a look of contempt. Nobody touched you, and you know it. Now get out of here. Jerry, that cobbler is one of the toughest mugs in town. I just don't get him. I think I can give you the answer, Dawson, but I'd rather prove it first. 
I drove back to Westwood Avenue where we'd picked up Cobbler. It was a neighborhood of run-down apartment buildings, untidy homes, tiny stores. At that hour of night, only the taverns were open. I cruised up and down the empty street, saw nothing out of the ordinary until... A man spun around as he heard my footsteps. Oh, it's just you, Browning. Yeah, Pete. Just me. What were you expecting? Pete smiled thinly. Nobody in particular. Is that why you've got your hand on a gun in your pocket? Look, Browning, you ain't a bad guy considering what you do. But you'll live lots longer if you don't go borrowing trouble. I took a long chance. I'm not borrowing anything, Pete. I'm looking for Frankie Cobbler, too. Pete took his hand out of his pocket. How did you find out? Since I couldn't answer that one, I ignored it. Take my advice, Pete. Don't make me stop looking for Frankie and start looking for you. Well, now I had a little to go on. Pete Morton was muscle man and bodyguard for Happy Joe Alden, the bookmaker. Anytime Pete went out gunning, it was a sin she was on Happy Joe's business. Happy Joe's place was in back of a pool room on 16th Street. When I got there, the place was lighted but deserted. Happy Joe did business in a big back room. He was there, sitting at a desk, looking as happy as anybody could, with three bullet holes in his chest. It's an eerie feeling to cruise the streets of a sleeping city at two, three, four in the morning. But that's exactly what I did. By four, the very latest of the late spots closed their doors. And at a quarter past four... I got out of my parked car as Frankie Cobbler came darting down the street. Hello, Frankie, what's your hurry? Cobbler froze in his tracks. I ain't gonna run! Give me a break! Don't shoot! I walked closer, let him get a good look at me. Frankie, you sure are a nervous type. Afraid of cops, afraid of anybody, it looks like. You again! What do you want this time? You, Frankie... I want you to admit that you killed Happy Joe Alden. That's why you confessed the grocery store holdup before you realized what a rap it was. Because you just killed Happy Joe and couldn't explain where you'd been. Frankie laughed. <laughs> well, you dumb shamus. You really expect me to tell you I killed Happy Joe just like that? I expect you to confess, Frankie, but not just like that. You haven't got a gun. The police took it away from you. Which leaves you practically naked. I jerked my thumb back over my shoulder. Pete Morden is gunning for you, Frankie. If I don't get you, he will. We both heard the quiet footsteps down the block. We looked, but there was nothing to see. It might have been a late celebrator entering a building. Or Pete Morden, waiting. I turned to Frankie. It's the brakes. You haven't been getting them tonight, Frankie. Huh? What do you say? Okay. I killed him. But it was self-defense. Save it for the jury. Let's go, Frankie. And that's how Dawson got credit for solving two murders in one night. A poor elderly grocer and a bookmaker who was pressing too hard for the payment of back debts. Like I said, justice is only a word until it's aimed at you.